1: Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron and I'm going to do a serious one today. And this goes out to a certain subset of our listeners who I just want to let them know that ich, li- <laughs> ich liebe <die> Deutschland. <laughs> uh,
2: my, hello, uh, my name is Taya. Um, I, I, I also love Germany. Um, and yeah, German people are quite lovely right. too.
3: Context, everyone. (laughs) Context. We we better be given some contacts real hard right now. No.
2: Well, introduce yourself first, Malian. Yeah, I just love Germany. uh,
0: Okay, let me... Yep. Uh, Okay, hello, my name is Faye, and is there a name for a kink where you're into, like, those big eldritch abominations that have masks on that are, like, blank human faces that stare into your soul? Like, that that death god in the Pinocchio movie? Can you get it? (laughs)
2: I'm sure there is a word for that in German.
1: (laughs) Holy God, I could Um, not have predicted anywhere that was going as it went there.
3: That was loosey Goosey. (laughs) And I'm Dr. Butt. My name is also Marley-Ann. I was going somewhere with this. But how about this little riddle? What do you call when one of your buttocks is smaller than the other?
2: What? I don't know.
3: Asymmetry.
2: Ah.
1: Fuck me. (laughs) 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 And we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we're continuing our discussion around polyamory with a more specific question about bad taste in lovers. And we have this question from one of our listeners.
2: Uh, guten Abend, Pixel Hearts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we getting
3: around to the context? Never.
2: Okay, let's before we continue on. Let's actually do some context. Uh, Cameron, since you are so beloved, do you want to explain? No, why? you
1: you are all putting it on me. I, apparently, I have a subset of fans in Germany and jo- our German listeners. And this, mate, you can tell me if you if you're German and you hate me, let me know. But apparently, our German <laughs> no. listeners have a tendency to just love me very much, love and I love you. them back because <laughs> I love Germany. It's one of my favorite places in the world. It's, anyway, it's a
2: wonderful two way relationship. We love to see it. It's not parasocial. It's just social. We love it. Um, all right. So back to the question. <laughs> Hi, Pixel Hearts. I'm in an open relationship. And my taste inside partner's is awful. Things look positive and communicative going in, but then I get let down by the new squeeze and then my partner ends up consoling me when I'm down bad about it. It's very kind of them, to be honest. Is this a skills issue? Or has open dating with people always been this flaky and I haven't noticed it before? Thanks in advance.
1: Yeah, so this is um, a... a, a- A conversation around um you know the polyamory and open relationships that we had previously discussed on the episode and we'd, we'd gone into the basics of what polyamory is i absolutely just butchered the word polyamory i don't know what happened there but you know i think this is uh falling down to in a modern world what does you know, open relationships and polyamory look like. And we actually discussed this a little bit in the last episode where we talked about the difference between open relationships and polyamory and about when you're looking for one versus the other. Because as I said, being a gay man, the gay community has an interesting relationship with open relationships as a whole. But that is very much, from what I understand for most of the part, it is usually more on a, encounter basis rather than a long-standing relationship those do exist that's not to say nothing is we're not painting in black and white here um but it's very common within the gay community to have open relationships now not every relationship i'm in a monogamous relationship um but this feels like this is someone who talks about being in an open relationship and it seems almost like what they're looking for is more than just these moment to moments so it's about how do you find someone who's going to wit- like out not outlast because that sounds like it's a competition but you know stick around for longer than just a
2: tryst I think this like the way that I read this question is actually that um, they're just sort of getting let down by these connections or potentially they may be a little bit like ill-suited And they end up a little bit heartbroken. Um, And so it could certainly be an issue with sort of like, um, yeah, just like people wanting to stick around or not. But it could also, I think, just be that like, maybe this person isn't picking up on red flags that they, that maybe they should be.
3: Well, rejection is always hurtful, right? Like it's a bummer um, when things don't work out more broadly yes so there's that there but I think you are right that uh the way you're reading it here because the question is is this a skill issue
2: yeah like yeah I think that maybe this is more of an issue of just like yeah like actually picking those connections rather than um potentially like attempting to sort of uh maintain one or although it certainly could be like look you know it's it's always difficult to sort of maintain sort of multiple relationships and it is sort of work that needs to be done consistently um but yeah you know with enough like google calendars like you can it can be done i swear
0: i would also say one of the things to keep in mind here just because we fielded these kind of questions before to an extent um if we we have a person here who is looking for a side partners in an open relationship. So it's probably an ongoing casual thing, right? Um, with that in mind, we've already talked about how hard it is to find people online dating profiles and whatnot. What our listener here is dealing with is then narrowing that pool even more to people who are also okay with open relationships. So, it could be a case of it's just a hard thing to find someone who kind of fits that bill. And it's, you know, not necessarily a skill issue on their heart behalf, although it may be a skill issue on the other people's behalf. I'm not going to make comments, but it could be. Um, <laughs> and that's just what it's like.
1: I think it's that reality. We've kind of touched on the, the modern dating scene is so different to what it was. And it's been only kind of, um, it, it's only grown in its complication due to two years of isolation and the, and the reliance on digital almost, I want to like these apps have their place right in these dating apps in this dating world, but it feels a little bit like fast food relationships sometimes like it, it, it's not relationships built over time. It is that quick flick trying to find a connection. And so it almost, again, this is coming from someone who my relationship, like I was locked down i was in monogamy before these apps were really a big deal so it feels almost like sometimes people can fall in and out so much quicker because these apps and the speeds with which you're making connections there and there's so many extra connections out there like it's almost like we spoke about auditioning in the, in the last <laughs> polyamory episode. It's almost like you've got to do a quick elevator pitch for why you need to be in a relationship. And if you can't get them to convince them to be in a relationship with you, by the time you reach the third floor where they're getting out, then they're going to move on straight away. Um, I think it comes down to what you're putting out as well. Like we speak here about how they say they're in it. They say they're in an open relationship and the people they're looking for are communicative and then they drop off. Is it the energy that you're going into them with is setting a precedent for that person to be like, oh, this was just a short thing? Like, do they not understand you're looking for something more overarching and long term?
3: Yeah, because um, the language as well there of side partner. um, I'm going to make an assumption here is that there is also the term of primary partner, right? So, um, but even side partner, maybe the side language there isn't what someone wants. And it also kind of, if there is an actual genuine distinction between an open relationship, where there's the one relationship that's open, but then there's also like in a polyamory relationship, where it's significant relationships with multiple people.
0: Hmm. I think we also have to address the word tastes there at the start, my taste inside partners, because like uh, I'm sure some of our listeners may also uh, kind of feel that when you're looking for a certain something, depending on what how your tastes lie, uh, I'd say you reduce your chance of uh, non-toxic partners just based on the kind of people that then fall into that taste, right? Like, for example, in the BDSM community, if someone is looking for a dom, there's going to be a shit ton of toxic doms out there. There's going to be a lot of really good ones, don't get me wrong, but because your tastes lie that way, there's more of a chance to end up with someone who is just not the best person for you, right? And that even goes as far as into kinks, right? When you start moving down the kink list, there's certain people that then get attracted to certain kinks and that there's nothing wrong with the kinks, but you just end up with a pool of a little bit possible toxic people in some of those more than others.
1: So it feels almost less about like a skill issue and more about recalibrating expectations in a relationship because if... If what you're looking for and what the mindset you're in for is this side partner, it could be that you're sending out, like, when you're looking for partners, you're looking for people that actually fall into this kind of short term relationship without meaning to because you've just got it in your head that you're like, I just want a side partner. Like, I'm looking for something just on the side. And it could be that if you're actually, you're then saying you want someone who sticks around longer. So perhaps you're going into it with a mentality that you need to readjust slightly. And then you'll start to see other partners that fall into more what you're looking for.
2: Exactly. Like I, I it definitely sounds like, you know, at least from what you described, like if I was described as a side partner, then I'm like, Oh, so I'll be, uh, a, a, you know, a fun accompaniment to, to someone else's dynamic, but I'm, I'm not considered like the main event. Right. It- a uh, seasonal, t- a, a seasonal partner. A seasonal
1: partner. <laughs> well, wow, we're here uh, again.
2: <laughs> so seasonal as in spicy. Um, but, You're like um, potatoes
1: and gravy, not the full burger.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm the ketchup on the side, I guess. Um, they didn't say condiment partner. You know what? Uh, like, this is how I self-identify. All right. Like, maybe, maybe cut me some slack, Cam. Uh, so um, I guess you know it sounds like you're being disappointed by like the level of um, uh, sort of uh, input and commitment um, that you're receiving from other people and it may be um, partially because of the result a result of how you're sort of communicating your desires so if you're looking for something like a bit more long term a bit more developed romantically which may be The case here maybe like don't really talk about like side pieces or or side partners it's you're just looking for a partner and certainly like you know you may have this other relationship that's more developed um and and you know you may be nesting you may have kids together all that wonderful stuff um but you know they're your partner um Mm. and you have this sort of commitment to them but you're also looking to connect with other people and you should talk about that connection and that you're looking. For those connections, rather than immediately jumping to, I'm looking for a side partner.
0: Yeah, we, we've gone like six minutes without making any kind of sex joke or anything, and it's it's starting to feel very. I'm really proud very very of us through Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad yeah, no, no one's I think jumped
1: on that. I think the biggest thing, yeah, you've mentioned skill. I think, yeah, we're all saying the same thing now. It's about that recalibration of expectations. You can't, you know, spend all night referring to someone as an escort and then get upset when they ask to be paid at the end of the night. <laughs>
3: and to just yeah true very much true and i did want to go back on the question of taste right and maybe unpacking that a little bit further too because that's another part of this question here and i'm thinking of things like um you know the if i might have chance have a tendency in a bad boy aesthetic bad boys as a kind of taste is just bad people Right, is it? <laughs> right?
0: She said I'm is really into like...
1: bad boys, and then she brought someone home from the KKK. Jesus,
2: yeah. no! <laughs> that-
0: no. That's, that's wow, I was gonna say person. like she's really into bad boys, and then she brings home someone who uh doesn't recycle. Like I was going very, very light there, and you <laughs> went straight. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> she she said she was into bad boys, so she brought home an oil exec. Like absolutely not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. oh, scum. <laughs> i mean
1: <laughs> but yeah it's that thing of like you know i don't think it's a taste thing i think you know and it's not taste it's not skill it's just rethinking what you're looking for and i think there's just there's some conflicting language in the question itself which i think needs to be considered and it's not a. this isn't about shaming you on like you've done wrong you need to rethink what you're thinking but i th- <laughs> it's just from the question itself, it feels like there's two different ideas coming through from the use of language. So I think it's just important that you yourself know what you want if you're going this direction.
2: Absolutely. It could be a little bit of a miscommunication,
0: is all. Well.
1: Get a big whiteboard and just write down all your wants and your needs.
0: What's There's a video just right at the top. What is it? Based pilled pog daddy. First point, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you just use a whole bunch of words afraid.
1: that mean nothing. Like that's a nothing language that you're speaking to me right now.
3: I uh, heard daddy.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. No, daddy, we all know. Like we all understand. Of, course, of course. But I hope that has helped in some way. I feel like that's we're not going to get any further into that without any kind of um, more useful information than what we've already imparted. Uh, We want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, please be kind to each other.